Welcome to the Philly Adcast, informing and engaging the advertising community. Powered by Center City Film and Video and the Philly Ad Club. Here's your host, Bjorn Henriquez. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Philly Adcast. This month's guest is Jake Levin, co-founder and head of marketing of Get A Car. How you doing, Jake? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for joining us uh, as we uh, talk about disruption and uh, talk about how uh, that's been a theme in your in your career. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great, great. So let's start at the beginning with uh, with GoPuff, uh, the the app that that uh, has been revolutionary revolutionizing the food and sundries delivery game, and um, and you were instrumental in the beginning of that as their uh, first head of marketing. Uh, uh, take us back to the early days of GoPuff. How did you get started um, in that role? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, GoPuff started back in 2013, and, uh, you know, I w- at the time I was a senior in college, and uh, two of my friends had, you know, had told me about this this concept. They were at Drexel University. They told me about this concept of they were going to deliver hookah supplies and snacks to, to college students. You know, I thought it was a, it was a cool idea, and, um, y- you know, th- it was definitely a niche that they were going for. And at the time, I was, you know, I was looking to get into to the marketing field, and I approached them and I said, I think I can help you guys. I think, uh, you know, we can definitely take this idea, and and run with it. You know, there's a lot of possibilities. So they gave me the opportunity to join them. At the at the early days, it was really it was really really organic. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any sort of marketing budget or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was us going to the college campuses, giving out cards, standing on the streets, going to concerts whatever we could do to get the word out. And, and the whole concept was, you know, we, were, we wanted to, to be that, that service that would alleviate the need to go to 7-Eleven or Wawa late at night because right. everyone's been in that position before. Exactly. So it really just started off like that. And uh, the idea, it's an idea that so many people said, oh, I had that idea. We we're going to deliver munchies. You know, we we're going to, you know, we we're going to do any of that. But, you know, to actually execute it, it took a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of logistics, and still this day, it's it's um it's definitely a very impressive and complex uh, operation that that's able to do something like that. So that's how we started, and as as we moved on, we realized that this service could help not just you know late night college students, and it was really more about convenience store. Is it is about convenience? So we wanted to help create a service that would allow people to get what they wanted when they needed it. Gotcha. And that's really what the company turned into. And from the brand perspective, that's what we really turned it into. It went from, you know, kind of this smirky um, brand that was like, hey, when, you know, you come back from the, the bar or you're right. you're ha- hanging out late at night, you can get GoPuff to, okay, anything that you need in your life, whether it's uh, household supplies or, or food, forget about the grocery store, forget about the convenience store. Mm-hmm. We got you covered. Right, right. The, 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 the real convenience or the next level of convenience. So with with the average app user that 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 target age being you know not necessarily one that's covered in the you know the the the, the demos eighteen to thirty four twenty five to fifty four right. you know you're 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 focusing on younger people. How did you capture that audience? So we we really you know all of us we got together and we said okay when we're actually gonna go out into the world and and present this brand. Do we want to come across, you know, buttoned up in corporate? Do we want to cr- mm-hmm. come across as edgy? And and really, what it came down to is, you know, us being in our early twenties, 
we were, you know, the kind of the first generation of people who were marketed to on all these different platforms, digital platforms. And, um, you know, we saw ads everywhere. And, you know, from my perspective, the last thing I wanted to do is create ad ads. I wanted to create <laughs> content that was enjoyable and then also accomplish um, getting the message across. So, you know, our goal was to make funny, uh, you know, entertaining content that people just wanted to see anyway and right. just happened to to tell people about what we do at the same time. Right. That builds your community. Exactly. You know? Right. So was what was your first, like, uh, quote-unquote, ad campaign? <laughs> it's, it's funny. It was, it was something called uh, Go Puff Man. <laughs> so we had a, a really funny segment where basically Go Puff Man and we had a really corny costume where, uh, you know, we the, the mask and the cape, and it was in the the Go Puff blue, and we'd go up to people's houses that that order Go Puff, and you know Go Puff man would knock on their door, come in with their order. He would just you know hang out on their couch. He would ask them crazy questions. If you if you're interested in looking at some of those videos, is is very very funny. You can check them out on YouTube. But are you Go Puff man? I was not Go Puff oh, okay. man. We had a we had identity a, secret. We had a we had a talented actor named Zach Fox. I'm okay. gonna give him a shout out. <laughs> uh, you know, so we uh. We did Go Puff Man for a while, and it was just so kind of weird and different that people really, people really, they're like, "What? What's going on with this?" Right. You know, and, and people really liked it. Oh, okay. So, so what platforms did that flourish on? Was just that was that just like Daily Motion, YouTube, video centric, or uh, social media platforms? Short clips of it. Where Where did you see the most engagement? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, definitely uh, the most. Uh, YouTube as well. Uh, we really found a lot of you know for us, Instagram and Facebook were. Uh, a big place for us to to talk to our community and interact with people. Um, you know, we we use Twitter as well, but you know, definitely Facebook and Instagram. Gotcha. So, it, and it's it is interesting because I even look at the voice of the the Twitter and the company does it doesn't come across like buttoned up and corporate. Obviously, it is because it's successful. But um, in in that de- in that decision that you talked about earlier in terms of how you come across. Um, how how important do you think that is to the audience that you were talking to? It, was there a level of authenticity that you you had to maintain while not coming across too controversial? Yeah, you know, you're obviously treading that line because you know there's definitely there was definitely a tongue in cheek and a little bit of a squinty eye when we would when, at the very beginning before we had uh, you know any sort of. Um, PR, publicity, and, and newspapers and news stations, you know, people were a little bit skeptical. They said, you know, is this uh, a front for a drug company? It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, how many times I've been asked, like, oh, do you also sell other stuff? You know, and, you know, that, that happened all the time. So we had to be careful where before we were able to develop a reputation, we made sure that it was clear what we did. And in all of our content, our goal was saying, listen, we're advertising to ourselves. What, do, what would I want to see? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what kind of video would I want to see? So, you know, that really helped us in getting the message across. And, and we really want to make uh, content that the people saw and it turned their eye because we knew that if it didn't, then they were just going to move on to the next thing. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I've taken, you know, throughout all the years is that if you're not going to do something that's going to catch people's attention, if you're not going to be at least kind of edgy enough to do that, then you're not going to engage with people at all. Right, right. So as the as a serial disruptor, you uh, decided to take on the auto industry. Yes. And uh, and uh, not take on, I guess I, I, I see this as a as a natural evolution. You're, you're able to to 
to, to do it with Get a Car. Um, so Get a Car direct to your door online platform. Uh, you, you you enable users to, to to trade, finance, buy used vehicles. Uh, really updating the that that old way of buying a car. Right. Um, and and that's changed. I, I talk to clients of mine that are auto dealers, and they and they're talking about how consumers. Even coming into the showroom have changed. Everyone prints out everything from online. They know the price. You know things have changed so much. This next evolution of convenience for for the end user is is a, is a fantastic idea. What what made you uh, want to uh, you know disrupt this industry? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the car industry is it, it's so uh, it's so unique in the in the sense of you know it's a very big purchase in everyone's life. You know, it's they, usually they, the second biggest purchase. It's, it's yeah. usually the second biggest purchase in everyone's life. And nowadays with everyone renting their homes, it's a lot of times the biggest purchase. Right. And, you know, it, it it came across as, as um, really antiquated to me. And, you know, my, my partner, uh, Yossi, who's been in the car industry for 10 years, uh, started talking to me about this concept of, of, you know, bringing the cars to people's houses, making the entire process as easy as buying anything else you buy online. And... I thought it was extremely interesting because in the in the industry itself, there's actually 62,000 dealerships across the U.S. It's one of the most uh, segmented industry in the in the entire country. So you don't have one big company who's doing everything like Amazon is doing for uh, for buying things online or right. Coca-Cola is for beverages. You have all these uh, you know these segmented dealers that are local around the country. And they do things the way that they've always done them. Right. So we saw a huge opportunity to come in and not only do something that would help people save time and save money and do something that a lot of people think is a pain. People don't usually look forward to going to the dealership and dealing with salesmen. Right. Um, we not only wanted to make that easier, but we also wanted to make that experience really special because since it is such a big thing, you know, experience in someone's life, we see an opportunity to bring the brand into it and do something that no one else is doing. Right, right. So it's interesting because we we do so much online and so, so much of our lives are, 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 are uh, internet dependent that if you mention buying a car online to someone that seems you know new and maybe a little foreign, but you bank online, you probably pay your rent through an online portal, you do everything else. So this seems uh, like the next logical step. Um, and as far as timing for the market, um, you know, you can have great ideas, but, you know, timing is really determines yeah. what's successful or not. What made you feel like it was the right time? That's a good question. Uh, so I think that timing is very important with, with any disruptive startup. And, you know, you can get lucky or unlucky. There was, you know, back to GoPuff, there was a company that did something similar in the early 2000s during the dot-com boom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it didn't it didn't work out so well because it was kind of before its time. There was no apps. There was no, right. you know, it, it, you know, interactive websites. So, you know, for, for us, we're, we're looking at the landscape and we're seeing uh, companies like Carvana, mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, is kind of the pioneer of this concept they they've seen great success in what they're doing and you know a lot of times a company will come in and start doing something but there's a lot of areas for improvement and we we, we see that now and we think okay people are warming up to the idea of per making such a big purchase online we can go in and create an experience that's even better that's faster that's that's less expensive and you know that's what we're doing now so who so who is your target who's the early adopter 
that that you see you know heavily using the app now it's it's interesting because we've actually seen quite a variety of people um i think that unlike ordering uh food or clothes online there's there's a lot of people that for whatever reason in their life do not have time to get to a dealership and really what the you know the way the idea came about was seeing people come to the the brick and mortar dealership sometimes they're bringing their families they're taking off work they're uh they're super inconvenienced at the end of the day and and we we saw that and we said there has to be a better way to do this right. where people can continue doing whatever they're doing maybe during a lunch break maybe after work they can be doing something and not spend four or five hours in a dealership right. so we actually have seen families you know we just delivered a car to a to a, a mother of three and you know this is their family vehicle we've seen people in their 20s they're more you know part of the millennial demographic and we've also delivered to, to you know, someone a little bit older. You know, I think that there's a wide variety because it's just such an easy use case. And it's, uh, you know, when when you offer someone convenience and you say you can do this or you can do it the way that's a little, you know, harder and right. um, more abrasive, then they're going to they're going to choose it. Got you. So uh, similar to what you were saying earlier with GoPuff, I've seen, you know, great, you know, call it content marketing online. Um I mainly see I've seen it on Instagram. Um, what what made you choose you know that platform or, or others you may be using you know in terms of reaching your audience? I think that right now you know social media goes through these cycles, and you kind of have to every every social media platform has its use. Right. You know for for Twitter you're finding out what's going on right now and you know what the latest updates on sports politics whatever it might be mm-hmm. celebrities. And, uh, you know, for Facebook, Facebook's kind of changed into, um, you know, more of a video platform and you're seeing all different types of uh, political videos or, or funny videos, whatever it might be. Instagram, I think, is the newest platform to take over the person to person interaction. I think that right now in 2018, going to 2019, um, it's really come to the forefront of this is what people prefer to use. Uh, on a daily basis. Right. They say they, uh, the average person checks Instagram, I think, 34 or 35 times a day. I would be guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and you know what's so sneaky about it is you may, even if you're like working, you know, it's your job and you have, you know, a campaign you're looking at or want to see, okay, what's the engagement like with this? Then you just get sucked in, you know, and then all Every of a sudden you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> scrolling and sharing and, 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 do, and doing a whole lot. But, um, but yeah, the, so I've seen you use uh, uh, Gilly the Kid and 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 Wallow uh, locally. What what first made you go the the influencer route? Because that, as you know, as you said, with social media platforms, that kind of had been flowed from going to mass social influencers to micro influencers. Yeah. Um, what made you you know look at that route and then those two specifically? I I always have looked at you know what content we put out and the marketing we put out, just how how you would want to personally be marketed to. And I try to look for the issues that, that people might say or the, the questions that people might have and try to play devil's advocate. So the first thing I said was, okay, if I'm seeing this company for the first time, I'm a little bit skeptical. Are they actually going to bring the car to me? Is it going to be the car that I ordered? Right. Is, it, it, you know, is there a catch to this? It seems almost too good to be true, right. to be honest. And uh, we, we started getting that a lot. So the way, I, the way I thought about it is that, you know, with influencers and with really, you know, p- popular people in the community, um, 
if if we if you can talk to them and get them to believe in the idea, and you know with with Gilly and Wallow, they're really big fans of of the concept. We didn't you know we didn't force them to say anything right. or, you know anything like that. They thought that this was really cool. They wanted to get involved, and with with that when they're representing the brand, they don't want to represent something that's going to give them a bad reputation. Exactly. So it really comes down to a trust thing. If you're if you're hearing something from someone that you look up to or trust, then it's going to come across as, uh, you know, more legitimate, a better situation than if you're hearing it from the company themselves, because we've probably all been duped by a company at some point. <laughs> right. So. And not even de- duped, just, you know, underwhelmed or, exactly. you know, uh, uh, they, they, they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. The uh, uh, Gillian Wallow creates such great content as well. You right. know, just their... Uh, uh, it when I saw it, it just made so much sense. You know, when I immediately I'm scrolling, I see it, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is gonna be great." You know, just seeing them pull up, I know that their interaction between each other is funny, and then you know them interacting with a uh, uh, with a with a customer talking about the car. Um, was it was it was it that aspect? Was it the the amount of followers they had? What what mm-hmm. really was like the because I'm assuming you 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 probably looked at a a lot of different, you know, uh, influencers online. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we were talking about this, you know, just a couple minutes before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a look into the behind the <laughs> behind scenes. scenes. <laughs> um, but we were saying that, uh, you know, you can go out there and you can find someone with millions of followers and, you know, you can, you can make a, make a deal with them where they're representing you. It happens all the time, but what, what do you really want out of it? I, we, we saw what Gillian Waller are doing. They created, they've created such a great brand and they have such a, you know, a, a loyal following. And it's really commendable because they've offered something that's past just posting pictures and videos. You know, they, they help people out in their daily right. lives. They give, they give advice, you know, and that's something that we thought was really special. So uh, we want to work with people that were respected, respected in the community and not just, you know, this, this person that you might know from that thing. Right. So right. We, we felt like, you know, if, if we want people to respect our brand, then we better work with people that are respected. Um, Makes perfect sense, and they're they're definitely perfect for it. So, um, with with get a car, where you know we're you know everyone I hear this in in, in January, and uh, specifically timed it to be in line with the, uh, with, the with the auto show, and uh, and instead of going traditionally and talking to uh, uh, an auto dealer that everyone knows has been around, we wanted to definitely showcase and highlight a startup uh, that that was that is disrupting and and adding something different to the to the game um where do you see get a car fitting in you know uh, in the landscape of uh of uh, of buying a used car in philadelphia like what 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 vision do you do you, do you see the the company and what part does it play yeah i truly think that this is the future of car buying and and uh just like with any any change in in user behavior there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be early adopters, and then there's going to be, you know, pe- the dominoes kind of fall from there. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, we've seen every industry go online one after another, right. and I think the one that people didn't expect to go online was the taxi industry, and we saw what happened with Uber mm-hmm. and, and and Lyft. So, um, you know, this is something that, you know, what it comes down to, all the information that you need for a car is now online right you know you talk to to people um you know in the past before the internet and everything like that you you still have to go to the dealership to find out all the information about a car Mm -hmm. now you can see what someone in california paid for uh you know a nissan 
and you don't really have to, you, you can find all the information there. So what we're able to do by by make, making the whole process online and making it that convenient is that you can gather all your information and then with a couple clicks of a button, you can actually purchase it and again, save save all your time, save save money. And and just like everything else, you know, if it's more convenient, if it's, if it's um, you know, serving a purpose in your life, like saving time and money, then people are going to do it. Right, right. And then in the next year or so, um, you know, we've already seen a huge growth in, in this section of the industry. In the next year or so, uh, you know, mark my words here, in, mm-hmm. in 2018, turning to 2019, that uh, this is something that more often than not you're going to hear people doing. Wow. Okay. So you're, you're, so you're, you're, uh, you're looking at the industry playing catch up eventually. You know, and everybody in some in some way, form of fashion, you know, delivering their inventory. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. confident. Okay. The research backs it up. The research definitely. <laughs> the research definitely backs it up, and uh, you know, you already have. I think the the use case has been proven by companies out there that you know. If we were the very first company to do this, mm-hmm. then um, you know it, it would be like, well, are people willing to do that? Right, right. We we've seen uh, companies with you know that have you know Carvana is the company I mentioned before. They've come out and they've they've kind of taken that that huge risk of saying, are people actually going to do this? Well, we'll show you. People are actually doing this with a vending machine. With and they they have their <laughs> they have their interesting you know tactics with the vending machine, but you know. I'm not here to advertise for them. Yeah, we're, yeah, right. <laughs> we're we're quicker and faster, but um, you know, but I think that at the end of the day, uh, we've kind of proven that this is the the way that consumers are going. They're, they they want to they want to do everything online, so let's right. p- help them buy a car online as well. So what's next for for get a car in 2019? So we have some big plans. I mean, currently we're we're delivering to the the tri-state area. Uh, we do deliver around the country, but you know, in terms of you know, we really pride ourselves on that next day delivery. If you want your car, you can get it right. the next day, day after. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, there's, it, I think that that's a really cool concept. Is if you know you can really get it on demand. So and even if you're an Amazon Prime member, it takes two days. You know, exactly. <laughs> you can get a car. And we one. do it for free. We deliver it for free. Oh wow! Yeah, we don't even charge the Amazon fees. So, <laughs> uh, you, our goal in the next year is you know we want to expand. Uh, throughout the country, we're we're looking in the next two years to uh, be completely nationwide, and what we're what we're looking to do is some amazing content. You know, when we when we uh, when you start to hear about us and and see us, whether it be in the newspapers, on the streets, um, in advertisements, we want to make sure that you're you're laughing. You think that it's it, it's not only a, a cool concept, but a, also a great brand, and we're we're looking to really take control of this disruption. And you know, be the face of the online car buying industry. Right, right. So, and that that sounds fantastic. So we're, we we've talked about um, convenience stores. We talked about the auto industry. Uh, are there other kind of industries that you're looking around that that seem ripe for disruption? <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's if you're taking a train or something. You see, you know what? I'm focused on this get a car thing, but. <laughs> you know, it's it's something I, that you always have to think about, right? What's right. the next What's the next uh, industry? I think that if you if you keep an eye on on things that Amazon are, they're always trying to be that next, right? You know, so I think that you know, there's there's definitely two. There's um, 
prescription medicine right. is is still something that's done very you know old fashioned. And there's companies that have come out and now they're delivering mm-hmm. these prescriptions to your door. Uh, and then also transportation. You know, transportation's pretty pretty antiquated. I know that uh, Elon Musk is doing yeah. a lot to yeah. with the Hyperloop, yeah. and uh, you have Uber doing. Um, automated vehicles so right. i think those two industries are, are two that we've been doing things the same way for a long time and right. then pro- the next couple of years you're going to hear more about that yeah and and it's interesting because i know the 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 second thing people say when you say autonomous vehicles when you say um some may look at disruption as saying they're cutting you're cutting humans out right in in any way shape or form where i don't necessarily look at it that way i say that you know jobs will just be different you know, if if um, you know you have something disrupted like a Uber, look what that did to the landscape. Look what that does if you want to earn money but didn't necessarily have the money to buy a medallion. You know, right. to, to operate a taxi. Now you could do that. Um, do you uh, do you get that kind of pushback sometimes if you're talking about uh, uh, kind of uh, making it more convenient? You know, cutting some steps out of the way. What is that doing to human labor? Well. Uh, Definitely get some looks from car salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to say that. I, I didn't. I wanted to say it without saying it. But yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's something. You know, and I, I have a lot of respect for all of the the salesmen that that I work around. But you definitely understand that they're looking at you and saying, "You're kind of going after the same people that we're going after." Right. And you know what? I think that that's always been the conversation we've all been having over time as technology gets better. You're saying, you know, people are losing jobs to machines, people are losing jobs because of uh, the internet. But I think that throughout history, the jobs have popped up somewhere else. You know, there's always something else that comes up and look at, you know, with Uber, I think Uber has done so many things for disruption in every situation. Mm -hmm. But from a job perspective, you put a lot of people who didn't have jobs before or weren't earning enough money or exactly. just wanted to earn more money on the side, yep. you're giving them an opportunity to make more money. So to you know, as much as the cab industry or the taxi industry were upset about it, for all of the for the the economy and for the country, I think mm-hmm. it's a great thing. Right. So right. that you know, it's, I, I look at it that way. He's like, we're you know, the ends justify the means. If you're creating something that's gonna help people, then you know, there's gonna be certain things to happen along the way but hopefully at the end everyone's everyone's better off right so for for young people that are looking to uh, uh, start their own business and um, and disrupt an industry and not just I, I wanted to stay away from the word startup but a startup that that's intentional about you know um, making something more efficient or disrupting a, an existing industry. What advice would you give on a marketing, on a, on the marketing side? Because the idea could be great, or not. The mm-hmm. timing could be right, or not. But then there's having a story or message, and then communicating that message effectively. What advice would you have for someone in that position? Well, I'm not going to give like the four P's or anything and textbook <laughs> answer, but you know, the I'll, I'll say just on the technical side of it. You know, I've heard and I've helped, um, you know, startups that were had great ideas, had funding, you know, had all of these pieces, but just make sure that there's enough people who actually need it because no matter how good your marketing is, you're going to work with a conversion percentage. You're going right. to work with an amount of people out of the total that are actually going to use it. And if your pie is small at the beginning, <laughs> right. you know, it's it, no amount of marketing is going to get you to where you want to be. So um, I think just, you know, making sure that the actual market is big enough. 
uh, that's the first thing I always look at is, 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 is there a true use for this? But after you say, okay, there is, um, be different. I mean, I think that we all can think of a company that, you know, they're the way that they've, um, you know, brought themselves across to the community, the way that they've shown their brands, mm-hmm. interact with their customers is something that sticks in your minds. And there's so many companies out there that are starting every day. There's so many new ideas. The only way to break through is to do things that aren't the traditional way. And that's what we've always tried to do is is do things that are different because at the end of the day, uh, if someone's seeing 10 different companies, um, you know, they might ignore nine, but if they're going to pay attention to one, you better make sure that that's the one right. that, they, you know, that's your marketing, that's your branding. So when you go, if you're a, if you're a marketer and you go into your content meetings or you go into your strategy meetings, try to think of something that's a little bit crazy. Try to think that's, that's, that's something that's that, a little that, bit weird. That won't get you fired, but. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you always want to make sure that you're not doing anything that's going to make the brand look bad or right. give you a bad reputation. But you know, try to do something a little bit different. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I think that you'll see good results because once you find something that, that does click with people, then you have a little bit of a lane that you right. can go into and you start pushing out from that same lane and you, you figure out, wow, this is kind of our thing now. And we've seen it before. Uh, Dollar Shave Club was a great example. They right. came out with this really disruptive viral video. Um, you know, and people start try to do the same thing. Well, guess what? They already did that. Exactly. So, um, you know, I think that it's 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 about trying as you know trying a lot of things and seeing what works. A lot of times, the thing that you think is going to work best right. flops, and some dumb video that you thought you know you kind of just put to the side, and you're like, oh, let's see what happens. That ends up being the most popular one. Mm. So, be different. Okay. So uh, with. Where, where can everyone get more information on Get A Car? So you can go to getacar.com. Uh, there's, that's, that's where the whole process lies. You, you can choose your car, all your financial terms, and if you decide to buy one, we deliver it right to your door. We do some fun stuff with our delivery as well. I think that that's <laughs> another thing I want to mention is, uh, you know, if you're, if you're creating an experience, make, you know, try to make it a little special. I think right. with car buying, it's such a big experience for people, you know, getting that brand new car, sitting in it. Uh, we try to make it even more special by doing interesting things and giving giving gifts with the cars and um, doing cool videos. So Great. I won't give too much away, but we mm-hmm. have some interesting plans coming up in 2019 with that. But yeah, we need, we need an option. I need to request who can who can drop it off, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <Just> have, <laughs> have yep. A bunch of models like, ah, that one. Yeah, just <laughs> give a portfolio. Here's who you have. Right. Gonna, if you want Kevin Hart, he, he's going to be dropping it <laughs> off to your house. So, yeah, uh, if, if you want to find out more information, just go to getacar.com. You can also check us out on all the social media platforms at getacar. Right. If I can add one more thing. Oh, sure, sure. That, uh, uh, emotional connection. That's that's also oh, something that uh, yes that's very important. And you know whether you're delivering snacks or cars or uh, your um, razors for that matter. Um, Where's the emotional connection? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know if you're making a difference in someone's life, then um, you know them understanding that difference and having that connection with you is that's gonna be worth more than anything you can pay for in terms of advertising or influence influencers is the people actually caring about the company themselves right so you know in delivering fairly 
you know, you have a car or a convenient item, you know, you're looking at that as just an, an item. It's not like, a, you know, the service is delivering it, but, you know, you're just looking at getting the item. Uh, you know, how, how, do you, how do you make that connection, you know, as a, as a company? Is it through every customer touch point or, or how, how do you actually make sure that you're making that connection? It always goes back to put yourself in the customer's shoes, right. you know, so uh, I'll give, I can give an example from, from GoPuff and Get A Car is uh, with, with GoPuff is we've all been in that situation where we might be sitting in our house and we just want that thing so bad. We want that Ben and Jerry's ice cream or, uh, you know, we need that item like toothpaste or toilet paper, whatever it might be. Um, the person or the service that can bring it to you, you're going to really oh, vibe yeah. with them. You're, you know, so, you know, w- with our, with our content, um, we, we make sure that, you know, we really show people that value. And, and then as soon as you start getting tweets and posts that people saying, I love you guys, you know, <laughs> you guys are my favorite thing in the whole world. You know that you're not just some company to them. You're, you're, yeah. you're a little bit more, you're like their best friend. Right. And with get a car, uh, you know, we've delivered cars and people, start crying that you know th- this is something that they've been riding uh the bus uh for for years and they've just never had time or the knowledge maybe of of how to buy a car right. especially so, if, if you might be a single parent with kids you know how, how are you navigating that yeah it, how, how are you going to get your all your kids to to the dealership and um you know take off work right and and uh you know we're we we show up and uh, with the vehicle and their lives have just changed and it, it's it's also emotional for us because you know we really do want to make a difference in people's lives and uh when we see that um it doesn't take much you know for for someone to see that reaction and feel the same way so mm. you know emotion emotions are very important right right now that's you become uh uh you know when when you show up you know the people's eyes light up you know like that that type of you know feeling and emotional connection Okay, great, great. Well, thanks for for joining us today and really, you know, giving an insight into um, uh, the marketing and of a, of a disruptive startup locally, because you know, associated with, you know, uh, two local brands. Uh, one has been, you know, uh, an incumbent, I guess, at this point in, in that industry, right. and one that's off to a tremendous start. So, thanks for sharing your your infinite wisdom with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great. This episode was recorded at Center City Film and Video and produced by Kirsten Brinkos. On behalf of the AdCast team, I'm Lisa Leonard. Thanks for listening.